shakalaka. Oh, it's a party up in here now. It's win, lose, or draw. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Win, Lose, or Draw, a sports education podcast. We are your hosts, Mr. Edwards and Mr. Leeson. The purpose of this podcast is to stimulate conversation around sport, health, and fitness, topical events, and explore the life messages that you as students can get out of sport. Because at the end of the day, regardless of whether you win, lose, or draw, there is always something to take out of sport. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about what, Mr. Leeson? Yeah, I'm looking forward to today's episode, Mr. Edwards. Obviously, a few big events that have happened over the last couple of weeks within Australia, the AFL Grand Final and the NRL Grand Final. Yeah, big events, eh? We also have our first ever special guest on the show, Jarvis in Year 6, will be coming in. So we've got a few things that he will be doing today on the show. He's got a sports quiz to get through, Mr. Edwards. Oh, I'm excited for the sports quiz. Ten questions. See how quick he can get it done. How do you think he'll go? Uh, I mean, let's set the bar high. Yeah. Let's set the bar high. Yeah. I reckon he'll get seven or eight. Oh, good. You set the quiz, so you should know. <laughs> there are, they are a few tough questions, though. Ooh, I'm looking forward to that. We will also be discussing what it looks like to win as a champion and what it looks like to lose as a champion because at the end of the day, Mr. Edwards, we all should be striving to be a good winner and be a gracious loser as well. Um, So basically, starting from the top, looking at the topic of winning as gracious, being a gracious winner, I think there's been some really, really important events that have happened and you touched on it at the start like the AFL Grand Final what did you get out of the AFL Grand Final that you that you saw was a a good sort of little teachable moment for for the listeners out there the thing I want to talk about Mr Edwards is the West Coast Eagles organisation ah good one and I thought it was a class act from all involved on the day obviously first of all it was a great performance by them absolutely what a a grand final outstanding grand final final. probably arguably one of the best grand finals within the last decade yeah i know you and i both being west coast eagles supporters were definitely up and about during the game oh i was nervous though and after the game very nervous during the game but yeah a few tense moments and after the game footage was released through social media and we got to see a little insight of what was going through the players obviously post-game with their celebrations, but the thing that caught my eye was the players stopping mid-celebration within the change rooms to clean up the entire change rooms before they left mm. to go back out onto the ground. And I just thought that was a great sign of respect and well done by all involved there. I'm not too sure if that was all the West Coast Eagles boys knew to chip in straight away or whether that was a directive, but either way, well done on stopping and cleaning up. And I mean, I know it's only a small thing, but I think... All the small things add up and can have obviously a massive impact. I think that just says wonders about obviously the West Coast Eagles culture and what they're doing down there. And, you know, maybe that's why what led to the West Coast Eagles win at the end of the day. Well, over the last few weeks, they've been releasing more and more little bits of footage and having all those chances to see the interviews and stuff like that. Really uh, big couple of points that I got from the West Coast Eagles was the first one being um, the fact that in the AFL Grand Final, parade any function that they do they're not allowed to wear sunglasses Did really you, yeah they're not allowed to wear sunglasses because um it doesn't give off the best sort of image 
The rock stars. Um, yeah, it doesn't no give off the, the image of it. And that's something that Adam Simpson brought over from Dennis Pagan in the original uh, sort of back in the 1990, um, 1990s. Sorry. Um, he said that was one of their rules, no sunglasses, because it sort of puts them above others and you sort of you're there to i guess play football and promote yourself and not look like you're doing um so what was lewis jenner doing on the ground after the game (laughs) he was having fun (laughs) he was having fun in the moment i guess he was lapping it up he was lapping up with his kids though wasn't he he was on the field with his kids showing those little things um the other interesting fact about the west coast eagles was and i know mr leeson you've had a bit of time to work with the eagles back in your university days do you want to explain what you did when you were there uh yeah that was just back on one of our practicum placements it was obviously a fantastic experience we were training assistants and we're under the guidance of gavin bell who back then was one of the senior midfield coaches and i think now he's got more of a development role good bloke um, gavin bell former teacher former teacher yeah former teacher trinity college yep yep that, that's where he was he was he was there when i did my atp was he trinity. yeah uh, great guy, but no, so here that was fantastic. And so when um, there was game sim and 18 on 18, and if any players from the West Coast Eagles weren't involved through to injury or illness, then uh, we got to jump in. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah, I got a couple of kicks. Yeah? A couple of kicks. I remember Shannon Hearn kicked one out of fullback and just about put it through my chest one day. Oh, wow. Um, didn't take it out in front. Yep. Yes, they were just took it on the chest. chest. On the chest. Good. Play, and then I play the percentages. So then I went back off the mark, and then I had to assess my options, and I just did a little chip inboard on a forty-five, oh, which nice. all the boys got around. Said, "Great forty-five kick, Mister." <laughs> that would have been a good day for you, mate. Um, back to the original point. Now that we've sort of talked about your footy career, um, the really big part about what I picked up was how much of a family club the West Coast Eagles are. Yes, they're cleaning up the uh, change rooms. Yes, they're. Um, doing the right things by making sure they don't have little sunglasses on and things like that. But I watched an interview where they um, spoke to the CFO, so in charge of all the finances, and she mentioned that they they took over all of the staff, all of the um, players' families and everything. What was the amount of people, do you think, Mr. Leeson, that they flew over to Melbourne that week? The amount of people that the West Coast Eagles flew over. I mean, it would have been nice if they could fly over the 2012 practicum placement kids, Mr. Edwards. That <laughs> yeah, I don't nice. think you're going to get a gig there, mate. How many people did they flew over? I'm a ballpark figure. 500. No, you did No. That, no. Yeah, that's right. 500, Mr. Edwards? Five, oh, 500 is correct. So they flew over... All of the staff, with they've got about 140 staff, all of the squad, 45 members uh, of their playing squad and their families. So not just the players, um, partners, but their mums, dads, um, kids, whoever they did, 500. And that just shows so much um, care for their family and want them to be part of that whole um, process. And it just really shows such good quality from the West Coast Eastern and good culture down there. May have had a little bit of inside knowledge there, Mr. Edwards, oh, obviously great. working back there. I <laughs> yeah. mean, I'd be happy just to jump in the luggage department if the boys wanted to put me in there. Yeah, that would have been a nice little trip for you. So really. that's the AFL Grand Final, Mr. Edwards. Moving on to the NRL Grand Final, the Melbourne Storm versus the Sydney Roosters. Again, I thought it was another fantastic Grand Final performance, and there was Gee, definitely... Sydney came out real tough at they? the start, didn't they? Didn't they? And yeah. there was obviously a few things, few, another few teachable moments to be 
taken from the NRL Grand Final from both sides. Off the top of my head, Cooper Cronk. Mm. I mean, wow. That's, yeah. Playing with a 15-centimetre broken scapula <sighs> is... I mean, that's probably nothing short of one of the greatest Grand Final performances that I've seen. I mean, yep. sure enough, he didn't do many tackles. He didn't touch the ball too many times. But his on-field leadership and for the coach and players to develop and a plan around him where, firstly, to protect him, mm. but then, two, to use what he's actually informing the boys and getting them across the line. I mean, I just thought that was unreal. I mean, such a commanding and structured performance. Well, it's amazing to think that someone like a coach would put someone out on the field who has got such a like a, a bad injury, obviously they're going to they're gonna look at the health and well-being of the player first. But to have Absolutely. have him out there, it's a, not a risk in terms of their health and well-being because that would have been looked after. But it's just a risk playing with, say, 14 instead of 15. Um, and his leadership, obviously, on the field is out, far outweighed that risk. Which, and, which I think just shows that you don't need to touch the ball. Hmm. You don't need to tackle yep you don't need to be involved constantly you just need to know your role and play your role know your role do your job do your job do your job a big bill belichick sort of new england patriot saying do ah, your great, job great nfl do your job. Sam Edwards. yep um yeah that's that's amazing but i do you know what i got out of that nrl grand final i thought billy slater great nrl stalwart melbourne storm Retiring, his speech after the game was really, really great. Didn't take away from the fact he was he was retiring. Spoke about how much he thought the Sydney Roosters played well and just was really gracious. And those sorts of things, you can think, well, hey, he's going, he's retiring, he's lost, he's upset. But he showed such great leadership when he was talking to the uh, talking to the media about it all. In terms of what it looks like to lose like a champion. That's it, isn't it? Billy Slater and Cameron Smith, hands down. That's yep. exactly what it looks like. I mean, they showed a class act in their loss. Their full-time speeches to the Channel 9 media team um, spoke volumes about their personality, like you said, making sure that they absolutely they commend and mm-hmm. they talk about the performance of the Sydney Roosters. They talk about their players and what a great job they did and how proud they were of them. And seeing the praise of, obviously, their former teammate, Cooper Cronk. Yeah, that's true. Because um, obviously they were all at the storm together and they've they've won premierships together, so I mean I just thought that was that was outstanding by Billy Slater and Cameron Smith to actually do that on the big stage. I mean that's what it looks like to lose like mm. a champion. They're both good and gracious losers. Yeah, definitely. The one I can remember, and I sort of want to just pop back to the AFL and we jump into sports was straight after the Richmond prelim final when they lost to Collingwood. Yep. Damien Hardwick, obviously last uh, coach of Richmond has uh, come out and started speaking to the media straight after the game. And first thing one of the media asked him was about Mason Cox. Mason Cox kicked five goals. Didn't he, didn't he put on a performance? Wow. What he a, actually kicked three goals, Mr. Edwards. <laughs> well, he played better, goals. obviously, more time than goes. <laughs> he kicked three goals in one quarter. Uh, was it only three goals, though? It was only three uh, goals. Okay, gotta, probably should do my facts. Check my facts before I say stuff like that. Thought it was five goals. Um, he did that well. But Damien Hardwick, when asked about Mason Cox, came out and said he was best on ground. And they didn't put any time in it. Didn't go, oh, yeah, he was lucky, blah, blah, blah. He came out and was honest. And I think honesty is one of those sort of leadership qualities that really needs to 
come to the forefront is being honest and going, yep, owning up to it. And that, what I saw was a real gracious loser in the fact that he didn't hide behind anything. Oh, yeah, he was getting an easy run at the ball or anything like that. He was straight out and said, he played really well. We got beaten. He was great. He was best on. And I think that's something that you can take from him as a leader. And I think he's grown as a leader over the last few years, as some of the other coaches have, to be able to do that sort of thing. So if you were giving three Brownlow votes, Mr. Edwards, would it be going to Mason Cox with three goals in that one quarter or with Steel Sideborn with 41 disposals? Oh, nah, I'd still go with... Still go with Mason Cox. He was the difference. the game, and I thought he kicked five, so obviously he did well. Yeah. <laughs> but still was good. Still was great that night as well. Didn't really realise he had 41 possessions till after the game when they were interviewing And now we move on to our first ever special guest, uh, Jarvis. He's a year six student, and he's here to, I guess, give his point of view about what we've been talking about. So Jarvis, you've obviously been listening since the start of the show and we've touched on the AFL Grand Final, the NRL Grand Final, which have been two of the major sporting events that have happened within Australia over the last couple of weeks. Is there anything that's caught your eye from a good winner point of view or a good loser point of view? Yeah, I thought um, Nathan Buckley's leadership after the win in the Grand Final, just getting sort of forgiving people that thought they might have done something like the banner people yeah, good point. And went up and just sort of oh it's all right it's not it's not going to be the end of the world and he just sort of gave her a hug which was really nice and then also the runner who got in the way just tr- just comforting him telling him that 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 wasn't the that wasn't his fault that they lost yeah absolutely it's a good point you raised you know Nathan Buckley being the coach of the Collingwood Football Club and getting around the banner makers with obviously the banner falling down at the, the early stages of the grand final and then... Uh, what a good bloke, though. Before the biggest moment of his coaching career, stop and take care of that lady. That's just leadership, I reckon. Oh, to put others first, absolutely. And, I mean, that's exactly what you want from the coach of a Collingwood football club at, you know, at the, on, on the biggest day uh, yeah. and a lot of pressure. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a. I think that's a really good, good one there, Jarvis. Especially the runner. Like he, if you look at the footage on it, he's looking one way. Tries to do the, the right thing by getting out of the way. Because if he was in the way, he would have got a free kick paid for him. Obviously against him. But he's not going to see the bloke behind him. Doesn't know that there's someone there. So that's a really good point as well. I think Nathan Buckley did did really well on, in terms of leading his club as the as the coach. Like you can't ask for anything. Anything more. Even at the obviously at the conclusion of the grand final, I mean, they've just lost by five points in one of, you know, arguably one of the best grand finals we've had in the last ten years. And then straight after the game to console obviously one on one, console these players who um, are absolutely shattered and as expected. Um, I thought it was obviously outstanding. And then when he spoke um, on the mic at the end and even in his press conference, I thought you know he held his head high and congratulated obviously West Coast on their performance but I mean he was obviously very proud of his boys at the end of the day as well. So that's a really good point Jarvis I think when looking at not just AFL and what's just happened in the grand final but if you had to think about any person in any sporting context that displays the values of what it means to be a champion and why who comes to mind for you? Well someone like Shannon Hearn, who just straight away thought about after the game, his family, his friends, and 
and how he, after the game, you saw the footage on, I think I saw it on TV, of him just ticking off a list and he got the family, the friends and the flag. Yeah, that was a really good moment after the uh, grand final, wasn't it? How amazing is it to be able to go after they've just won a grand final and be in those rooms? Yeah, that was a really good really good one just with their families like straight away like they're obviously they're congratulating and then they get their awards but the first thing they do after that it's not the media it's not the press it's just they're going up to their families they're thanking them for the support that they've given them and that's just really good yeah there was a lot of them in there i think we spoke about it earlier that the fact the west coast eagles have got 11 out of 22 dads on their team which is amazing to have such a big family family club and that plays a lot into the success that they they've got at that club, I think, the fact that it puts so much uh, emphasis on family, being a family club, and the culture down there. It's obviously a great insight that we we'll provide as well. All the, the only thing I could think about then, though, uh, when I heard uh, that with uh, friends, family, and flag was my next Instagram caption. I think Mister was. I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you love your caption. Don't you yeah. definitely use that as my next Instagram <laughs> caption. Oh, great. Three yes, good a little alliteration there. Yep, definitely just ticking those boxes. That's yep. great. If you're interested in submitting your own gracious winner or gracious uh, loser, you can email us in at podcast at gmail.com and send us a little bit of information about who you think is the gracious winner and the gracious loser. Now, we move on to our most more anticipated section. Uh, looking uh, forward to this section, <laughs> Mr. Edwards. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. So we're going to be doing a, each week a little bit of a quiz. Um, we've got a little bit of feedback on this, and we're going to look at um, having a quiz each week with our special guest, this week obviously being Jarvis, and put a little bit of a leaderboard together. So the, the concept is Jarvis is going to get 10 questions that Mr. Leeson is going to fire at him. I'm going to be recording with a stopwatch, from when Mr. Leeson finishes his question to when Jarvis gives the answer. And then what we'll do is we'll accumulate that time and we'll put a little bit of a leaderboard. So the good thing is, Jarvis, no matter what, you'll be leading after this week. Such a good feeling, good feeling. <laughs> yeah, good. Always a winner on this show, Jarvis. <laughs> Always a winner. Right, okay. are you ready, Mr. Edwards? I am really excited to see what your quiz <laughs> questions are going to be like, but I've got the stopwatch at the ready. Ready to go, Jarvis? Yep. Righto, here we go. So... Question one. How many holes are there in a full round of golf? 18. Question two. What male tennis player has won the most Grand Slam titles? Roger Federer. Question three. How many soccer players from one team should there be on the field at the same time? Uh, 11. Question four. What NFL quarterback has been in the most Super Bowls? Tom Brady. Question five. A shuttlecock is used in what sport? Pass. Question six. The Ashes is an important trophy in what sporting context? Cricket. Question seven. In tennis, the first to score after juice is said to have what? Uh, a game. Question eight. What player's Twitter name is at CP3? Pass. Question nine. What was the winning margin in the recent AFL Grand Final? Five points. Question 10. This one's a bit tricky. Tiger Woods became a professional golfer in what year? Have a stab at this one. All right. Well, I know he's been back for a little while after, 
Thank you. Yeah, a few off-field misdemeanors and back surgery. Yeah, um, I think he's... Oh. Pre-2000. Pre-2000. Um, remember Ben telling me about this one. I think I'm going to have a stab in the dark and go 1993. Ooh, so close. Stop so close. the clock, Mr. Edwards. Got the clock stopped. So how many did we get right there, Mr. Leeson? Uh, so, question one. How many holes are there in a full round of golf? 18. Correct. Well done. What male... Question two. What male tennis players won the most Grand Slam titles? Roger Federer. Correct. How many soccer players from one team should there be on the field at the same time? 11. Correct. Question four. What NFL quarterback has been in the most Super Bowls? Tom Brady. Correct. Question five. A shuttlecock is used in what sport? You said pass. The answer we're looking for was badminton. Mm. Question six. The Ashes is an important trophy in what sporting context? Cricket. Well done. Question seven. In tennis, the first to score after Juice is said to have what? You said game. We were looking for advantage, which is the next point after Juice there. Question eight. What player's Twitter name is at CP3? I really thought you were going to get this one, being an NBA basketball fan. Chris Paul is what we were looking for. <laughs> Look, at you knew it after as soon as he said it. Yep. Question nine. What was the winning margin in the recent AFL Grand Final? Five points. Correct. Question 10, Tiger Woods became a professional golfer in what year? You were very close with 1993. The answer we're looking for is 1996. Well done, Jarvis. That was 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Which is and good. How was time, the time, Edwards? Time was 50 seconds and 0.68. So mm, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. So as you could hear in the background of the quiz, uh, the school bell went. So that's about all time we've got. We've got to get head back to class. Thank you, Jarvis being our first special guest on our podcast thank you to all the listeners for being part of the first ever win lose or draw a sports education podcast especially thank you to you mr leeson for all your efforts hey thank you mr edwards it's been a pleasure and we'll end on a quote from lionel messi there are more important things in life than winning or losing a game boom shakalaka oh a party up in here now It's win, lose, or draw.